the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, I'm sure a lot of you are laying back on the couch. Just haven't eaten seconds or thirds of Thanksgiving dinner and football's on and others of us are probably in a tree stand or in a duck blind or behind a couple of bird dogs or who knows. Did you opt out yesterday? Did you hashtag opt out SC yesterday? I wonder how many people did. What? I don't think Black Friday's the biggest deal as it used to oh. be. No, it's not. I mean, y'all don't even y'all don't even get up for it anymore. <laughs> we go like right after our like actual Thanksgiving dinner. We go, we just go like. Yeah, I don't like that either. Like local, but yeah. we don't do anything. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, thanks for tuning in. It's uh, it is the Saturday after Thanksgiving. Hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Uh, uh, Thanksgiving full of memories. This will be uh, our first one with two little boys running around the house. Woo! That's crazy. Yeah, I'm busy. Busy. <laughs> uh, I'm going to get busier because we have a number threes coming. Yep. In in March. Not for us. No, for no, no. <laughs> uh, for, for my brother's, my brother's oldest is uh, having another boy. And I don't know, it probably won't be that long for us, I wouldn't think. Uh, yeah, I don't think. I don't think well, you just I'm not, want, I'm you not just want another there. one. No, no, huh? I haven't gotten used to the first one yet. It's still a little bit of a... A mystery here. What what we're gonna have when he starts? Now there you go, Taylor. Uh, hey, quit. Just mess it up and lose parts that I have uh-uh. to have. It's it's right here. I got it. Put it down. Oh, put no. it down. Put this it back is, together. And put it down. Keeping me busy. Um, <laughs> I find things on Dad's desk to like mess around with and so and something. Yeah, but I haven't lost a part yet. Yeah. Anyway, um. <laughs> No, I'm sorry, Dad. I have been stealing your naps with. Lee I know Lee. you have because I had some stuff to do the other day, <laughs> and yeah, you were sorry. napping with him, and I was not very happy. <laughs> I'll get over it. Um, gosh, I don't know what to do here. We got two things we want to do. Normally, in Thanksgiving shows, I'm mean, going back to 2014 when I did the first one with Jordan. Uh, Thanksgiving shows have been kind of a a memory show. Because, I mean, you, everybody gets around the Thanksgiving table, and after everybody eats, and, oh, you're just kind of sitting around, and you start talking, and half the time my mom is sitting there with her fingers in her ears going, I don't know this long, <laughs> don't tell me now. Uh, but it's, uh, but I haven't done one with Taylor. I did one with, with, with Jordan. I did one with... Uncle Paul. Uncle Paul. I did one with Mom. Yeah. You and I did one with Eva Shockey, Eva and Jim Shockey. Oh, we did that. Yeah. yeah, and then I got them all written down over there because I went back there. I can't believe I had no one with Taylor. I know of all people. Of all people. Just... <laughs> so anyway, um, we have that. But Taylor wanted to get to some some hunter safety, gun safety, because of you know the fact what kind of everybody's going to be out 
gathering around. And people getting lazy at this time of the year, season. Yep. Everything's kind of old hat. Oh, good, you know. I'll see you. Yeah, so. And then you had this. Um, and I'm not going to get political here, but you had a picture of Kyle Rittenhouse walking down the street with his, you know, his AR around his neck and his finger outside the trigger guard. And you had the prosecutor inside the courtroom pointing it at people with his finger on the trigger. Mm-hmm. So not not a very good example. And that that it's almost like you need mandatory gun safety to be taught in schools. Well, and that's what I was just saying. You know, a lot of people will see that on Facebook or social media or whatever, and they'll be like, I don't see a difference. But to us. Oh, it's a glaring difference. That. That that's yeah. like you don't you never put your finger on a trigger unless you're ready to shoot someone. Ooh ooh ooh, which is ooh, like what? When you hear the first rule of gun safety, what do you think of? Always treat a gun like it's loaded. And there's another one that's kind of up there with it. And like making sure the muzzle's pointed in a safe yeah. direction. Yeah, a great segue into what we're going to do here for the yeah, next couple is. minutes. Yeah, it is. That was a good transition. It right? was a good transition. Uh, you have four minutes. I know we have four minutes. Um, we always start things kind of late. No, we don't. Mm. So yeah, they kind of interchange, those two. Yeah. What were they again? Always treating a gun like it's loaded, even if it's not, and making sure the muzzle is pointed in a safe direction. Which means you never point it in a direction you're not willing to shoot it. All right. Which means, hunters, that you need a pair of binoculars so you don't use your gun and your rifle scope Pointing at something mm-hmm. you might not be ready to shoot. Yep. Um, <laughs> keep your finger out of the trigger guard and off the trigger to ready to shoot. Uh, Mr. Prosecutor, Mr. Banger. <laughs> oh. calling, calling Mr. Banger. Calling Mr. Banger. Uh, ow. Um, what, do you, what do you do when you come to a fence, Taylor? A fence? I mean, well, you never cross a fence with a loaded gun or a loaded bow. What do you do with it? Put it down, cross fence, and pick it up once you're on the other side. I got in big time trouble for that. I remember you telling me that story. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Kenneth, that's one of the maddest times I've ever seen Ken Fleming was me trying to cross a barbed wire fence with a shotgun in my hand. <laughs> uh, general hunter safety. Before you go hunting, what do you do? I mean, there's a bunch of stuff to do before you go Well, there's a, there's a main one. I do it. I do it with mom once I get in the stand. I mean, tell people where you're going and when you get in the stand. There you go. We always do that. I know we do, but that's just something that's, you know, it's one of those things. <clears throat> yeah. Um, ooh, here's a good one. It's kind of hard to ask these without giving away the answer, which is what I was trying to do. Um, ooh, what do you never do in a tree stand? That's a broad. No, it's not. Just think of it from a safe standpoint. Never do in a tree stand. Lean over the side. No. What do you never do when you in a tree stand? Well, there's safety. Safety. Just think. Grassroots safety in a tree stand. What do we do? Oh, come on now. I I don't know. Don't look at me like that. There's a bunch of things like What's the first thing you do when you get to your tree stand? Hook up on your harness. There you go. There you go. What's your harness hooked to? The tree. No, it's not hooked to the tree. It's hooked to you, but it's wrapped around the tree. Well, but the thing that wraps around the tree is a what? 
Safety line. Okay, lifeline. Okay. That was, You're getting it. I'm, I know. Uh, <laughs> you know, I often think about this. I know the place I hunt like the back of my hand. So you always want to know where you're hunting. Mm-hmm. <sighs> know what's running, know what what shot paths you've got. Yeah, yeah. What's what's behind that <laughs> bullet? Mm-hmm. Uh, Ooh. Ooh. Do you ever pull a loaded firearm up into the tree stand? No. Nope, you do not. None to say no, no. Let's see here now. Here's all right. Let's let's move on. Oh, <laughs> of course it's always important. Yeah, I know. What do you check before you ever go hunting? Your firearm? No. Come on. What do you check? What do you check? You check on your <laughs> you check a lot of things, but what do you check on the app on your phone? Wind direction. Ah, weather. Oh, yeah. weather. <laughs> uh, I know, I know, I know, I know. Um. Oh, for non-hunters who will be on game management land during hunting season, what's one of the things they need to do? Repeat that. Non-hunters on game management land during hunting season. Orange. There you go. She's good, folks. <laughs> hey, she's good. Let's see. Um. What's the number one thing as a hunter that you need to do with non-hunters if you meet them in the field? Be courteous. Be respectful. Yep. All right. Is that covered? Is that good enough for your standards? Yeah. Okay. All right. Y'all hang on. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be back with some fun stuff after the break. Don't hug me. Oh, I'll do. <laughs> Don't hug me. You picked all of my songs. Wow. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Who is this? I don't know this person. Josh Turner. Josh Turner, okay. He has a very deep voice. Mm-hmm. You know where he's from, right? No. Sounds like low country. Where? Charleston. Oh, wow. Getting all the people to sing along. Come on, Daddy, I know you know this song. I know this song. I have to listen to her music sometimes. Yeah, you do. Because I listen to yours all the time. All the time. That's all such right. a good song. It makes me so happy. Uh, so I'm glad you're happy. Um, <sighs> like I said, in in the past, we've, we've done this on Thanksgiving. It's just kind of a, the day after Thanksgiving show is kind of a, well, you know what it's like around the, table you just start talking about childhood things and maybe after you solve the world's problems and <laughs> that sort of thing it gets, it gets which around is, a, which is what we do <laughs> it's what we do around our, our table at thanksgiving and christmas uh and, and i hadn't done this with with taylor i i guess taylor and i we kind of did one with with jim and eva shockey like i said before and it but it wasn't just you and me <clears throat> it was and four of us. we got a lot of history you and i Mm-hmm. So I want to do this. So what we do is we each come up with our list of of memories. We don't tell each other what they are. We and sometimes we 
I mean, I have with with Jordan. They pick the same things and all, but uh, it's just kind of fun to see what we remember. And and parents, I I I say this. I probably don't say it enough. Time spent with your kids outdoors does not have to be perfect. Mm-mm. You can plan it. You can uh, you can think it's going to be this or that, and it's never going to go the way. You want. Well, sometimes it does. Sometimes it comes off perfectly. You sit on the back side of it, going, "That was perfect." I guess. I guess. But that's not the ones not, that stick out. Yeah. I guess it, what I'm trying to say is, it's not the way you plan it. It's not always going to go the way you plan it. Yeah. But it can yeah. be a great trip. You have to make it what it is. You have to, what is it, when the world serves you lemons, you make lemonade. Made. Yeah. You know, so, and some of this is that, and some of it's not, but some of it's just fun. So, I, I'm going to start it off. Okay. Uh, we used to spend a, a fair amount of time in Charleston. Yes. With Flats Boat. <laughs> a and good amount of time in Charleston. A good amount of time, you know, fishing and, and, and taking boat rides and all that, mm-hmm. and the boat's sitting in there in the garage and, Bless. Yes, bless poor heart. Daddy's <laughs> uh, time out. Daddy's <laughs> time out. Um, but there was, uh, Taylor was, this year born, what, 2004? <laughs> you can't even remember what year I was I born. think it was 2004. <laughs> so you were like, this one, you were like five and a half years old. Oh, boy. It's probably one of our first low country excursions with you when I just kind of took you and you did what I did. And one of my favorite things to do was go walk in the flats for redfish. Oh, all right. I think I know. There, there is nothing. <laughs> Redfishing red is fun, uh-huh. but pulling a flat or walking a flat, yep. and if you, if you, for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, if you go over any bridge in Charleston, look at look to the either side, and along the shore you got these Spartina grass flats, mm-hmm. and. A lot of some of that's hard bottom. Some of it's not. Some of it's very squishy <laughs> muck bottom. And you'll find that out the hard. Yeah, it, the green, the deep green grass is the really muddy part. Mm-hmm. If you got some yellowy grass, that usually means kind of a hard bottom. Mm-hmm. And you can walk that hard bottom. It's <laughs> it's fun. So back in 2009, I took Taylor out with me walking the flats in October. That's it's starting to get pretty chilly, chilly. But you're out there. No, you're out there in shorts. Yep. You have on like a pink hoodie, zip-up hoodie, or something like that. I can picture because you have a picture of me. <clears throat> oh, I did. And I so can anyway, see that picture right now. So I'm I'm walking, <laughs> looking for tailing redfish because redfish get up there chasing fiddler crabs and all. And Taylor's just kind of I keep check on her, but she's kind of back there behind me and all. You remember this well, don't you? I can tell. Uh, <clears throat> I don't think I caught a redfish that morning, but Taylor caught lots of things. Her, the pockets on this little thing, they, the the bottom of the the sweatshirt wasn't wet, but her pockets were soaking wet. I mean, it looked like she, I don't know, she had just two big wet spots on the front of her. I can hold it Taylor, what are you doing? She goes, look what I found, Daddy. It's you pull out these two handfuls of periwinkles. <laughs> now, periwinkles are these. Little bitty, they're almost like little like augers. Yeah, they're things, like they yeah. live in, if you picked up augers off the beach, the mm. shell. That's what periwinkles. If they're really small, they're probably mm-hmm. you know quarter of an inch long, maybe. You'll and, find them hooked on to the gra- well, they, grass. Well, they go up and go, down the grass with the tides, and then they can even like if you pick up a handful of mud, sometimes you can get some. Yeah, of them. yeah. But it, on the Spartina grass, they <laughs> they crawl up and down the grass with the tides. And Taylor has amused herself. <laughs> 
<coughs> with picking periwinkles by the hundreds. <laughs> by the hundreds off the spartanograph. <coughs> it's good to know that we released them all back into their natural environment. But I, we would have gone home, and a week later, those things would have started stinking somewhere in the house. And that was that was one of our earliest... Even hunting. even before you didn't go deer hunting before that, I think that that fall I mean, I mean, maybe the first time you went deer hunting. That is yeah. one of the first times that you were just out there with me, going and doing the same thing. We we caught some redfish that weekend. Yeah, we did. We caught some redfish and we went up off of um, off the boneyard and y'all went swimming. Ah, yeah, you the boneyard. Yeah, and we just explored all over. See, and it's funny if y'all don't know what the boneyard is. If y'all have ever watched Outer Banks before, uh, they show the Boneyard, and that's where me and Dad used to go hang out. Yeah. We had some good times had there. Had some good times up there. But that's one of those weekends. It, it, nothing <laughs> it went wrong except Taylor. I often, you know, she was she was quiet. When kids are quiet, you got to be careful. I turned around and looked at her once in a while, but she was always just, you know, oh, I'm not doing anything. And had, I'm not doing anything. Two pockets of periwinkles. I can still feel them in my hands, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, it's a slow day of fishing. you got to make something out of it. Ah, uh, okay. <clears throat> okay, my turn? Yes, your turn. Okay. see what you got. So, I don't know. I don't I don't even know if that, that very well could have been that fall or the next fall after that. Okay. But it was the first time that I had been with you on a hunt where you shot a deer. We were, it, we got it one morning, and it was Saturday, and... You, I was going to stay inside, and you were going to go out on the stand, but we both decided we were just going to go sit on the deck. Ah, And it was yes, cloudy, and it was kind of foggy and kind of rainy. And, and I had a headache. Yeah, you had a headache. I remember exactly what I was wearing, because I decided I wasn't going to wear camouflage, because we weren't going <laughs> to see anything. And we were sitting there on the deck, just, we were kind of uh-uh, talking. Porch at that time. Oh, it was the porch we at that time, We didn't have a yeah. deck at that time. That's right, okay, so it was yeah. a porch. Um, but we were just sitting there, just kind of talking, and and this doe comes out from the right side, from the right side of pine trees, and I was like, oh, Dad, shoot her, shoot her. I'm a little bloodthirsty. <laughs> I was like, look, it's a, it's a deer, you gotta shoot her. And he just kept saying, just wait. I was like, well, put, put that, put that, right, right there, right there, like, it was right in front of us. Oh, yeah, she was at first, when we first, the first time you saw her, she was like, Thirty yards away. Yeah, and I was looking. I was looking. I had binoculars. I was looking. You know, yeah, fifty yards down the pasture. Like, no, right there. And I'm like, right Taylor, there. there's no deer there. She goes, Daddy, right there. <laughs> I was like, Yeah. But reverse that in early for me. It did. And so she just kind of she kept walking around in the field, and I was like, Dad, that's okay. You, you've got to shoot her. She's gonna go away. And you're like, No, no, no. watch her. And I'm like, wow, I'm watching her. I'm watching her walk away. <laughs> and he said, look at the way she's looking behind her. That's right. And I was like, well, what about it? <laughs> and he said, give it a few minutes. And, and let me stop right there. Yeah. I had no clue what was going to happen. Oh, I know this, you did. This was all, this was all based on things you read and what mm-hmm. happens once in a blue moon. Yep. And so I I did. I kept watching. I was like, well, something's going to happen. Dad Dad says keep watching her. I'm going to keep watching her. And sure enough, a couple minutes later, out comes this, like, 
he was probably the biggest buck I'd seen at that point. Even because <laughs> I didn't really see any pictures of bucks like on social media like I see now. So that was just like <gasps> I can't even remember how big it was. Was it a was nine points? It was a nine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I was just like, <gasps> <gasps> Dad, you were right. And I just remember you set up for the shot. And you took the shot and. You, I forget, does he, he ran a couple yards, but well, he didn't the, go too far. the grass was really tall in the past. Yeah. And so as soon as I shot him, he kind of lost sight of him. Mm-hmm. And I went down there, and we drove down in the car, and I turned my little bird dog loose over here. Yeah, I was like, okay, i got to find it, i got to find it. i got to find, find it. <laughs> At that point, I didn't really, that was when I started learning how to uh, track a deer. You know, finding your blood trail and everything. And um, we found it, and I was just, I just stood there and looked down, I was like, <gasps> It's deer. <laughs> and I was that was I thought it was the minute that's I got the first, hooked on. Yeah, that's the first that one you've been on. Yep. And I remember thinking from then on, like every hunt I've been on since then, every time my does come out, you know, anytime during the rut or anything like that, because that would that would have been like November. Yeah, it was late October. And every time a doe steps out now, I watch her body language, and that's that is just all from that one hunt. <laughs> you know, <laughs> me and my <laughs> shooter, 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 shooter. <laughs> I mean, she was saying it loud enough. The deer was probably going. She's talking about me. It's funny it's, how I learned that stuff. Takes me okay, okay. This is this is totally off. But it takes me back to the really the first deer I ever saw deer hunting. Because you now didn't this, see deer till this would have been in, in like 1974, 1975. You were almost a teenager, weren't you? Oh no, Taylor! I, I was like five were... or seven or eight years old. Oh, that was the one that. Okay, no, I know which one you're talking about now. I was with Uncle Paul, and we were we were just walking. I mean, we had no idea how to deer hunt. There were no such thing as deer stands for us, or y'all didn't have deer over there. And we had we just started seeing a few deer come into our neck of the woods, so to speak, from having been transplanted to Sumter National Forest. And um, we jumped this little doe in the broom straw, and I think Paul had uh, my great-uncle's 3220, Winchester 3220, and you could put like 18 bullets in it in a tube magazine and run up the barrel. So we rode it up the hallway, and I remember jumping that little deer, and I started screaming, Shoot it! Shoot it! Shoot it! <laughs> See, we that are deer, so that deer, that deer has probably been running for the last 40-something years. <laughs> he has not stopped yet. Some weirdo crazy man behind me. I'm not going to stop. So. Oh, man, that's funny. All right, well, let's uh, that's a couple down. Well, we got some more. Let's take a break, and we'll be back with more Woods and Water, South Carolina on the other side. I miss you too, but I'll be home real soon. Hadn't had a good time. Oh, it's good music today. You like this? I love this song. Luke Holmes is just. Ugh. Is this considered bro country? Mm, 
No. Maybe this song. Okay. But there's certain songs of his that aren't. It's like it's like a it's like a mix of Luke Luke Bryan and like uh, I don't know. Okay. Luke Bryan is just straight broke country. Okay. All right. Well, welcome back to Woods and Water, South Carolina. Kind of a, a memories edition that we do every year. Gosh, I don't know who I'll do it with next year. Mom. She won't she get won't on me. I can't. I got her on one time. I'm way back in the beginning. I don't know. She was got her. She called in. Oh, she did a call in. She called that. in, and we were talking about how girlfriends, how you deal with a guy like me. <laughs> That was brave on me to take that call. <laughs> can't believe that. Uh, okay. So, here's one of those that didn't go, or that kind of went sideways, that that we've always had a good time with. Oh, gosh. Uh, we spent a lot of time, like we used to in Charleston. When we, when we quit going to Charleston, we started going down to Marco Island, Florida. And we go down for a week or two, and, you know, it was always before Memorial Day, so you were kind of in between the snowbirds going home and the all the tourists coming down, and at that time, Marco didn't allow teenagers or skateboards or anything else. It was great that they did allow teenagers, but no skateboards. <laughs> uh, and, and you'd go down. I mean, you'd be like one of five or six people in the grocery store. It was just a great time to be down there, and at the time of the year, it wasn't too hot. Sometimes it did get too hot and muggy, but you know it was it was a fun time to be down there and and had the boat and man I I fished all over from the Shark River north to above Goodland and uh, a lot of times y'all were with me, mm-hmm. but one of our favorite things as a family we could do with the family is we would mm-hmm. we we leave out of we stayed in Angler's Cove and we'd leave at Angler's Cove come up the mouth of the Marco River. Hook a right, go back through Johnson Bay, uh, which is a marked channel. The 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 entrance and exit to to Marco River was you know, heavily influenced by tides and and storms and all that. So the sandbars were always shifting. And only having been there, you know, a few days, I was never brave enough to run that because it could be so shallow. And and the channel changed from last year from what I so anyway, we'd always run right through Johnson Bay. And hit the intercoastal and come south, back down towards Marco, mm-hmm. and we'd go to Kuwait Island, a little Kuwait Island. Mm-hmm. It was kind of a, it was kind of the boat yard, you know, the all the people that rented boats at Marco Island. That's where they came to go to the beach and all, and it was just fun. You know, pulled up in a little slack black water back there, and you know, tied your boat you up. Can still and, see that place too. And every and everybody, you know, put their tents up and all, and it's kind of cool. It was fun. It was really fun. So. I I never I really never left y'all out there. I always stayed there, fish from the beach, fish back country or something right there around the island. But this time I got my boat and I actually ran back up and fished some docks and all, and then came back down and uh, pulled the boat in a different spot. And I, I I told mom I said, okay, it's getting dark, it's time to go home. You know, you start getting everything together and you know come get me when you're ready. And I started. I was fishing. The tide was coming. Tide was coming in. No, tide was going out. I'm sorry. Tide was going out, and I was just fishing the very edge of the the island. And as it went by, the snook was just stacked up because they were they were ambushing anything that got flushed out by the tide. And I mean, it was just one after another. They weren't big, you know, 18, 20 inches. They jumped a lot. And they were fun to catch. 
But uh, your mom said, okay, we're ready to go. <laughs> All right, one more cast. One more cast. I don't know, 15 minutes later, here comes Taylor. <laughs> Daddy, mom says she's ready to go. We're ready to go. I said, okay, one more cast. <laughs> Ten minutes later, I could tell I was in trouble. So I said, all right, let's go. Well, I said, all right, everybody, in the boat. And they got in the boat, and I noticed the boat was cocked over to a weird angle. I'm like, well, look at that. That's <laughs> odd. Somebody, y'all need to switch. Y'all need to shit. No, huh? we were we were on sand. Um my boat will float in about four or five inches of water, and we only had like three inches of water. <laughs> Needed a couple more. So I was like, oh, great. So I tried pulling us off of the motor. wouldn't come off. Tried pushing. wouldn't go off. I said, okay, well, we have boat, you, tow boat insurance or, at that time. Sea-tow. Sea tow. Yeah, and, and sea tow. We could see Mark on right there, and the, the sea tow boat was parked right over there next to Marina. But we weren't in that jurisdiction. We were in the jurisdiction out of Naples. Mm-hmm. Which was a half an hour boat ride away. Yep. And she said, "Well, I've got a guy coming. He'll be there in about thirty minutes." And I'm like, oh, "This is not. Good. This is getting worse by the minute." Well, what happens in the evening when you have mangroves? Mosquitoes. Mosquitoes. I mean, like clouds of them. And Dana was with us. Your cousin was oh, with my us. Cousin. And they started getting eaten up. And I had some boat. I had some mosquito repellent on the boat. Oh, and I, I pulled that out. It. I pulled oh. it out. And they had a they had a blanket over Taylor's face, <laughs> and I said, "Taylor, take the blanket off. I'm almost afraid." And I sprayed it right in her eyes. I mean, she pulled the blanket up and looked right at me, and I went, "Shh!" <laughs> oh, oh my gosh! My goodness, I remember that. <laughs> you started screaming. Mom started <laughs> to desperately finding some bottled water to wash your eyes out with. I was sitting there with a can of bug spray, going, "Uh oh!" And Taylor and and, and Jordan and Dana were under blankets. <laughs> igloos. I do remember that. I do. I was like, Dad, what yep. did she do? I just nailed you right in both eyes with that mosquito spray. I was sitting there going, please, dear God, don't let me have blinded my child. <laughs> but, folks, that's what one more cast will get you in uh-huh. deep trouble with. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's one of those things that also, we had the best time laughing about that. Oh, I remember that. I had forgotten my glasses. And the Cito guy said, okay, I'm going to pull you off. And he pulled us off in the river. And he said, now you got to follow me. And I'm going to go out into the Gulf and then back into Marco River. He said, oh, and you yeah. got to stay like 30 yards off my transom. I'm like, I don't have my glasses. <laughs> and i got to stay 30 yards off my transom at night. <laughs> I don't, know. I don't know how scared y'all were, but I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> we weren't scared at all because you were the one having to worry about that. Oh, yeah. I did. I, I trimmed my motor up as high as I could get it and still stay on plane and stay behind him. And I was like, okay, let's go for it. <laughs> Good stuff. Oh, my goodness. Well, I have another one. Yes. Um, This would have taken place around the time that I was maybe four or five. Okay. Um. <clears throat> At that point, we we did go down to Charleston and do a bunch of saltwater fishing, but yeah. um, we also did a lot of pond fishing yes. on our piece of property. Yes. So, this particular day, I was using a Barbie Zebco rod. Pink, no less. It was pink, yes. Yes. Um, and Still have it. And I, it, you do? It's sitting right over. <gasps> it is. It's right there in the it's corner. It's right there. It's sitting right there. That's hilarious. Yep. They had not already had that. Um. So, I, we were in the 
what what is it? It's bass hunter. Bass or something hunter, like that? yeah. yeah. One of those little twin pontoon fiberglass things. And um, we were just kind of fishing out in the middle of the pond, and I had um a bobber hooked uh, onto. I know what's coming. And I don't know if you do. I don't know. There are two different stories that you could be thinking right now. Um, but I my bobber went under, and I was like, oh, Dad, I got a fish. Ah. And <laughs> I was like trying to reel it, and I was like. I'm stuck on something. I'm, I'm, there's no way my line went all the way to the bottom and got hooked on like a stump or something. This is just weird. But it was not moving. And, you know, little me, I'm like, I can't get it. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> then I thought, my rod's about to break. And I was like, and you're like, no, 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 just keep, you're you're just, you know, just do it. You're already fine. So I started reeling. And it started moving. But it was, like, really slow. And I, I was like, what did I hook on to? And then I thought I hooked a tree branch. Because, you know, there, tree branches, there, in there. Yeah, they will, you know, it, they ha- it feels like a load, Stickish. but it's really hard to pull. Well, I got it up to the boat, and I was like, dang, it's still down there. And I reeled it up. <laughs> I just see this huge face. And I was like, Dad, Dad, what, what is that? And he went, oh, that's a cooter. 25-pound cooter. <laughs> On a Barbie fishing rod. And four-pound test line. <laughs> and it's staring at me. Oh, yeah. I said, Daddy, it's about to eat me. <laughs> and you were like, no, it won't eat you. We just got to get it. We got to get the hook out. Yep. And <laughs> we tried so hard oh, yeah. to get that thing out. We had to have to clip the line. But I remember thinking, I was like, I'm never swimming in this pond again. <laughs> we did all the time as kids. <laughs> but little me, who weighs maybe about yeah. 90 pounds, we're, this is a big turtle. And you it had is. to explain to me the difference between a turtle yeah, and, a and a cooter. That's right. Because we have pond sliders, yep. which, you know, they don't get that big and they're mm-hmm. kind of fun. Those are the ones that you pets. And then you have soft shells and alligator yeah. snapping turtles. And this one's an alligator snapper. Yeah, and they have the ugliest face, the little, oh, point, yeah. little pointy nose. Yeah. And, yeah when we were kids, we used to catch them on trot lines and all mm-hmm. and make cooter stew out of them. And I got to messing with one. We put them in 55-gallon trash cans. And when we had a 35-pounder one time, he bit a boat, piddling, boat paddling, too. <laughs> and my granddad always said they'd never let, let go, go of until your arm. lightning struck. That'll yep. keep from messing with stuff. So. Yeah, it will. <laughs> all right, y'all hang on. Back with more Woods and Water South Carolina on the other side of the break. It's country music bumper day on Woods and Water, South Carolina. Y'all hang on. I actually do like this one. Right outside of this Who doesn't like Blake That's a good song. <laughs> it is a good song. I was thinking of you when I talk about you pray for rain and thinking when it's falling. Because every time a storm oh, passes yeah. over Chester, yep. we just planted. Uh, that's it. Yes! <laughs> it's got rain. rain. 
You know, I, I'm not going to get through all these. I know, um, I'm not even. <laughs> you know, some of, some of the more recent things, um, Memories with Taylor, you know, she, a phone call from a guy at Shimano, and a couple weeks later she's, you know, fishing in front of a, a camera. <laughs> um, never had done anything like that in her life. The most terrifying thing. <laughs> and yet she did it. I kept on Taylor, just, you know. Just roll with it. Um, that year when I got the ICAST, Taylor is 10 feet tall by 12 feet wide <laughs> in the back corner of the Shimano booth. We have that. We do. It's it, heavy. It's heavy, yeah. <laughs> it's very um, heavy. In uh, 2020, is that right? No, no. 2018, that was all 2018. In 2019, we got the ICAST and John Mazurkowitz and Frank Hyla and... Um, Kurt Masaryk all said that you and um, Lawson. Lawson Tillman were going to do the press conferences for the new SLX DC mm-hmm. and XT, <laughs> and they did that. I tell you, as a dad, and I, I don't tell her this a lot because I don't want it to become just an everyday thing. It, but when I do say that Taylor has done some incredible things in her young life, and I'm very proud of her. I know she knows it. She jumps on me because hey, you don't tell me I do, brother. I said because that's a lot of things in life are considered just expected. what you expected, what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Uh, I cast 2021 after two, uh, you know, a year and a half of not doing anything. She goes down and jumps back into things like she never left it. Makes new friends. Um, <laughs> you know, in 19, the first time she, I watched her walk down the pasture. And get in a tree stand by herself. Uh, a few weeks ago, when she shoots a deer by herself, uh, she's really done a lot. But one of the one of the, I guess it'll be the last one I get to, and then we'll have one. Uh, in 2018, I took Taylor. I took Jordan to Alaska in 2011. I took Taylor to Alaska in 18. Taylor originally wanted to go to Africa. I knew I could never <laughs> afford that trip because there'd be too many things she wanted to shoot. Um, so we went back to Alaska, and it, you know, in, in one sense, it was just it's perfect, you know, doing not exactly the same things that Taylor and I, Jordan and I did together when we went, but doing some of the same things, but doing going to different places, uh, doing some different things, a lot of fishing. Mm-hmm. Jordan fished with me one afternoon when we went in eleven, and then I fished solo pretty much it. <laughs> spurts, but you and I did some serious fishing. Yeah, I mean, some hiking in and fishing the backcountry and all. Hiking in nine miles to fish. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, but it was funny. We we when we when we go to Alaska, we we rent an RV and and you make a plan. You make a plan to go south. You make a plan to go east. You make a plan to go north. And you just go where the weather is the best, you know. And then you and then you pick up and leave because you got an RV and you can come and go as you want. And you move to where the weather is good and the next place you want to go so we flew into anchorage and the, the weather up north was bad in fact they were having like semi-flood watches up through there up through Susitna valley and all and i said all right we'll just get down the russian river and you know we'll, we'll get in a couple of days in the russian do some fishing hopefully we'll see your bears and all and and uh <laughs> so we did we went down it's just a couple hours south of anchorage and got our campsite and Picked everything up, and I said, let's go down the river, you know. So we went down the river and just kind of hung out a little bit, and uh, we fished. 
because we had like a half a day. And two things from that day. A bear comes out, and Taylor goes, Oh, he's so, so cute! cute. <laughs> bear could just like cut you in half <laughs> with one swipe of its paw. And, and But she's just, It's so cute! It was! It's kind of sitting there, and I was like, Oh. It came down and went fishing, too. Yeah, it did. We're all the same. We're all buddies. That's uh, our all buddies on the stream. Uh, the funny thing was, we were Taylor has fly fished some, and and she got a crash course on on heavy flies and all in Alaska. She was throwing some, you know, three quarter ounce, mm-hmm. half ounce flies and and big streamers and six inch streamers, and uh, so she, and she did really well. I mean, I was sitting back amazed. The funny thing was, there was three guys that had been fishing where we and they oh, came, yeah. they went and sat on a log behind us. That was at the. Um it was down the confluence of Russia yep. and the Kenai. And so we were sitting there, and, it, it, and I, they were my age, you know, and they knew exactly what the deal was. That you're up here with your daughter in Alaska, and this is really cool. And so they had a little cheering section back there, and they come in every once in a while to me, you know. And the guy was like, man, she's really doing good throwing those big old flies. And she was, she's just eight weight, my, my nine foot eight weight Winston with a, my Everglades reel and throwing mm-hmm. some heavy, heavy stuff. Yep. And and doing it really well. Well, <laughs> she hooks into this this <laughs> sockeye salmon, and it's a, it's a male, <laughs> and it's got the big old red hump, and it's got the teeth to Man, show it. Ugly. And she hooks in this, and that rod bends double, and he starts stripping off line and going Ooh. where he wants to go. And Taylor's like, "Daddy, he's gonna break something." I'm like, "Taylor, if he breaks the rod, Winston, give me another one. Don't worry about it." Uh, they got a lifetime warranty on those things. <laughs> and those guys are right there, yeah, yeah come on, get her, you know. <laughs> She's out there. And she gets that thing in, and it's at her feet. She's like, I said, Taylor, pick it up. Come on, pick it up. And she, <laughs> she bear hugs that thing. There's slime, you know, and she bear hugs that thing to her <laughs> rain jacket. Stop moving. And, it. and it's, well, I mean, it's just beating her to death. It, it beat They're her to death strong. on the water. And it holding, she was beating, it was flapping around, beating her to death. <laughs> And that was so cool. Not, there again, the guys behind it made that memory for me. Yeah. Because they were just, they knew the score. You know. <laughs> She's never done this before. This is so much fun. And they were, she got rid of, she released that Sam, and they were like, that's it, we're gone. Entertainment for the day over with. <laughs> that was fun. That was that like. That was a good one. Because that was a long fight, too. It was. It I took had, you probably had a, between seven, eight yeah. minutes to get it in. Because I thought, I mean. Growing up redfish fishing, I mean, redfish put up a heck of a fight, but that salmon, I was just like, this is like a redfish times like 12. Oh, he's, like, <laughs> he's like 10, 12 pounds. He's a good one. <laughs> that was fun. That was a good memory. I do remember those guys, though. So. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, good job. <laughs> she hooked up, they were like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was such a good trip. Oh, yeah. Well, mine actually has fly fishing involved in it, too, and there's a lot that I had written down, but this one actually just popped in my head, but I think it's one of the best ones. We used to go up to the Green River all the time. Ah, yes. And we made a lot of memories up there. But Good. you used to go up there with your buddy, Mr. Kevin. Oh, yeah. All the time. Well, the one time the three of us went up there. And at that point, I was still pretty young. And when and when I wasn't with Dad, I, there was this little, like, tide pool almost. And it was on the opposite side oh, of I the river. Yes away from the bank where we parked. 
And I'd always go there. Always go there and hang out. I had myself a little spot. And, and I could fish above or below her yeah. and still keep an eye on her. Yeah. I mean, she was never more than probably 40 or 50 yards away from me. Yeah. I could always keep an eye on her. And if y'all fish, you know, for the mountains. And every once in a while, I'd take, your, I'd take your creek chub. I call it a creek chub. I'd take it there <laughs> yes, and I go put it in your little pole with and you play with the yep. creek chubs. Yeah. This is what I did, y'all. Yes. Um, but if y'all fish the rivers, you know, up in the mountains or anything, you always know there is a flow schedule. So they let you know if they're releasing water or it's something. It's a Duke so, Power River. Yeah. You have a flow schedule. So we checked, and there wasn't anything on the schedule for that day. Well, so this is this is probably four or five-year-old me. Um, and I'm just sitting there, and we'd been there for a while. It was about time to go anyways. Um, but you and Mr. Kevin hung on upstream. And I was just like, okay, I'll just sit here, whatever. Well, I noticed that the water was getting a little faster. I was downstream from you. So Mr. Kevin was upstream. Kevin was he went upstream. Downstream. Okay. And he was on the road side of the river too. Okay. I was on the opposite of the rivers. So and I cu- I couldn't see Dad there. It where my little tide pool was. There was like a little curve on the in the bank, and he was around that corner. Well, and I also noticed the water getting up a little bit. It's and I was like, oh, this is weird. Okay, well, I don't, I don't know. So I'll just sit back, and then after a while, I was like, wow, it's getting really hard to stand up over here, and this is in the little <laughs> tide pool area. And next thing I know, I see Mr. Kevin come running down the stream, and I was like, oh, hey, hey, and then I see Dad, but Taylor, and I was like, what's up, guys? <laughs> like, We're both trying to get on? to her. <laughs> and then he was like, slowly come out of the tide pool, and I got caught up in the current, and I got, I flowed down to you, and you were able to get me out of that water in time, but no more than, like, two minutes later, it was up, up. like, a ton, and you could just see how fast it was flowing. Yeah, those those flow rates, man, when they they start generating water, man, that thing comes up and yeah, that was that was a spooky one. That was funny, but I had no clue what was going on. I was like, yeah, oh, yeah, you were running? Yeah, yeah. What, what's going on? It's even work on the. It's even worse on the Tuckasegee because we got we've gotten caught on the other side of the Tuckasegee before too. See, no, the, yeah. that's why sometimes river fishing kind of freaks me out. <laughs> Real quick, do you remember the time we were up in Rosman and it wasn't a flow schedule? It was just the water was up and it knocked you off your feet. Oh, and I, all I had was your goodness. hand. I do remember that. Oh my god! That was right after I got my waders and my boots. I almost lost you that yep. time. No, I do remember that. Yeah. That was kind of freaky. Yeah, that was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we were trying to cross the river, and we got Rocks out. Were slippery. Yeah, and we got out kind of the point of no return, was, and the current was really ripping yeah. a lot more than I thought it was. Yep. Just from just looking at it, you learn to read water when you fish rivers and yeah. all, and I just didn't read it very well at all. And I mean, she was downstream of me, kind of in my slipstream, and the next thing I know, her feet are yep. on top of the water, and all I got her by is her hand. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> that was not fun for me. I'm glad you enjoyed it, but I did not. I let you, oh, man. <laughs> we have it. some stories, don't we, Dad? We have some good, and I look forward to many, many more, as I'm sure a lot of our listeners have stories of their own. Hope you share them around the table, around the leftovers. Thanksgiving is time to remember. Christmas is coming up, too. You can do it then, too. Mm-hmm. Until then, make time to get out there. Take the back roads when you can. Don't forget the camera. We'll see you back here. More Woods and Water stuff gone next Saturday. In my mind. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.